Remember, there are no rules in cooking. Taste this. So now we're here in Sagaponic, New York City, here with Amy. Amy, how are you? Good, how are you, Tim? Always a pleasure coming back here. You know, I know that I'm going to eat well. And our chef James is off for today, but I have you here to guide me through some of these incredible dishes. <laughs> right, what's starting the first one? Is this kale? Yeah, this is a kale. This has been our hottest seller. I guess it's because it's healthy, and people are very, very health conscious these days. Interesting. Um, this is with uh, shaped fennel, uh, helium tomatoes, little parmesan and toasted almonds and it's dressed wow. with champagne vinaigrette it's very refreshing very refreshing right now what do you think what's some of your specialties here at Sagaponic? i mean come here for the lobster roll come here for the braised short rib what other things can we expect uh, in Sagaponic? um we do a lot of seafood but surprisingly we do have a lot of steaks we have a steak a pois, uh, which is pretty popular, um, and of course the seafood. We do we um, we make a lot of a fresh seafood these days. It's not on the menu, but it's a daily special. Whatever is fresh, and we bring it in. Chef is very innovative, um, very nice. so those are the things. Interesting. That so this chef, this first salad of kale is absolutely fabulous. Up next, the signature lobster roll. And what I love about this is the bread. You really pride yourself on doing great bread here. Let's dig in. Wow. Very nice. Thank you. Absolutely. Enjoy. Now, Amy, automatically I look at this bread and I say, what is per more perfect than that? Crisp, fresh, soft. Mmm. <laughs> I taste that scallion aioli that you have on there, right? It's just enough. Not too much dressing, you know, so you lose the flavor of the lobster. Would you say that this is definitely a signature? That is. We sell so much of this dish. Sometimes we sell out and people get really upset. So we always try to have it more. I would be upset if, 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 <laughs> if I came here and you didn't have it. And so the next dish is the codfish, right? Codfish? Oh, I'm excited. I I'm haven't excited tasted it yet. You haven't tasted this either? Not yet. It's a chef special. He just came up with a special for the spring. Sounds good. I'm Sounds excited. good. So now, do you try the dish? Is that how it works? The chef makes it, you try it, and then it goes on the menu. Is that the kind of process here? That's what we do. I mean, I, I buy, sometimes I go to Union Square and buy fresh ingredients, and then I just give to the chef. Chef makes something, and nice. we try. We like it. Okay, this is a special for the day. That's perfect. That's perfect. So you could always great. expect a fresh catch here. Great. Sounds good. Looks beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow. Now, immediately, I, I look at these fresh-cut vegetables, and they look perfectly cooked. King oyster with capers. I see capers in there, some corn, cilantro, mushrooms. Mmm. Wow. I like the capers, and it gives it a sweet sour. And the vinaigrette uh, that you've used here isn't overpowering. It's very light. It complements the codfish. And see how perfectly seared the codfish is? You could scrape that and hear, hear what a nice crust is on there. All right, now the, the real signature dish here, the braised short ribs. Thank you so much. Now, as you can see, this is a healthy plate. Now, how many people actually finish this? It's a big dish. It's a big dish. It's, it's definitely a big dish. Big portions. 
potatoes. Are you going to split this with me? No, you know, I'm so full. You're so full already? I can't, I can't eat a thing, but I'm sure right. you can finish it. I think I can. Oh, and then, and then a surprise. We have sticky rice. Is this a... a, a... It's a healthy 10-grain Korean rice. Amy, talk to me a little bit about your influence. You're from Korea. Now, how do you take some of those flavors and incorporate them in this restaurant? Is that something you try to do? Well, my husband's a chef, so um, when I, I cook a lot of Korean food at home, and my husband cooks a lot of a French cook. His training is uh, French cooking. So we kind of combine into two. Incredible flavor. The meat is cooked perfect. It falls off the bone. Uh, and if you look at this sauce, too, the sauce is nice and thick, which is a pet peeve of mine with braised short ribs. You, you definitely want to taste it. I mean, in every bite, you see how that just falls off the bone? Look at that. Mmm. Wow. Here it is, as if it couldn't get any bigger. Oh my God. Thank you. How many people actually finish this? <laughs> Maybe you and I can finish it together. I, I, I guarantee we can. I'm like, I have a crazy sweet tooth, so this is like right up the alley. Now, so we see brownies, caramel, fudge, whipped cream. Now, this is house-made whipped cream? You make that house here? House-made whipped cream. Yeah, we don't use anything store-bought. Mm. This is good. Wow, that whipped cream is very different. It's a little heavier. It's a little heavier. Yeah, and creamier, too. Like some whipped cream, when, the minute you, you start to put it in your mouth, it sort of fades out. This stays very creamy. You care to give any secrets away, or that's not in the in the book? <laughs> oh, that's not in the book. <laughs> okay, we'll do that. And the brownie is crispy. So that'll about wrap it up here in this venture at Sagaponic, New York City, located on 22nd Street in the heart of the Flatiron District, where you can get things like braised short rib, fresh seafood, big smiles, and of course, wonderful dessert at the end. Amy, thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming back. Thank you. It's our third time, and we look forward to coming back some more. But I invite everyone to come here to Sagaponic and try their great recipes soon. That's not it. We're going to head back over to the test kitchen and whip up some more great recipes. So don't go anywhere. Taste this. All right, so now we're going to get started on today's recipe. We're doing a stuffed shrimp. Stuffed shrimp my way. And along with that, I'm, I'm also going to make you my seaweed tomato um, dish as well, which is like a stew that gets accompanied, you kind of put it over. It's a nice dish. It's, it's, it's one pot cooking. Uh, talk about stuffings. What we do is I took this sourdough and uh, let it really dry and get crispy, and I made breadcrumbs out of it. So that's going to be the, per the basis of our stuffing. We have our shrimps here, a uh, bunch of stuff that we're going to get working with. Tell you what, let's do the stuffing first. Let's get the shrimp in this, hey, in this casserole, uh, put it in the oven let it bake, we're gonna have our sauce and we'll eat. Now, first thing you gotta know, get yourself a hot pan. I most always, for the most part, will use half oil, half butter. Good. Now, the thing is with the butter, it gives it really great flavor, especially when you're working with seafood like shrimp and stuff like that. And I got a lot, of, a lot of stuff that we're gonna be incorporating this. But right away down and dirty, what I usually do is put some shallots, shallots, uh, whatever I'm working with, like seafood, shrimps, uh, filet of sole, bronzino. I like to use the shallots more than onions. It does have a different flavor. We're going to be using some fresh garlic. 
And we're going to be taking this to a level right now of just getting really brown and nice, and we're going to add some parsley. And we got a little bit of horseradish that we're going to be putting in here as well. The horseradish is really going to give it that kick, cut through some of the, the fat of the butter, really give it some good flavor. We're going to mix this up a little bit. I mean, it looks good enough to dip some bread in there right now and eat, but what we're also going to do is start to add some peppers for some color. And these tomatoes are probably going at the end. And these microgreens are going at the end as well. Now, typically when making a, a stuffing, you could put either beef stock, wine, liquor, and I've done all three. I put a little bit of brandy in there. I put a little bit of, of brown uh, meat stock as well. Now, I don't use fish stock because I feel like it gets too fishy, so a lot of times I'll either use a chicken stock or a beef stock. Nobody ever knows the difference. It's just flavor. Um, so here you have it, three things in one. And what we're going to do, the minute this turns really brown, which it's almost there, is we're going to deglaze a little bit of it. And we're going to start to add our stuffing in there. So I think we're almost there. At this point, we're going to add the tomatoes. You don't want to add the tomatoes until things are brown because whenever you add your tomatoes because it's such a, a high liquid water content, it's going to really stop the browning process and just really continue to cook stuff and get them soft, but it won't help in the browning process. So make sure before you add your tomatoes or something that is holding all that water, uh, you, co you cook whatever it is you want to cook to get brown first. So as you can see, the browning process stopped. Tomatoes are starting to get nice and gooey. Now I'm going to add a little bit of my stock. Be careful, you have a lot of brandy, you know this is going to flambe. Now, I'm going to start to add a little bit of these microgreens I have here for some flavor, for some texture, some color. And then I'm going to be adding a little bit of this uh, sourdough bread. What happens if you didn't have sourdough bread? I could use regular bread. In fact, if you go into more of the classier Italian restaurants years ago, years back, um, before they were actually selling your breadcrumbs to the restaurant. We kept the heels to the Italian bread. We used it for meatballs, for stuffing. Uh, we used it to thicken up sauces. So, you know, nothing's ever wasted. So if you don't have bread, you don't have sourdough, use crackers. Use anything that's starchy. Use mashed potatoes, you know. Maybe not mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes is actually a great thickener for sauces. A lot of people don't know that. I'm not talking about mashed potato powder. I'm talking about real mashed potatoes. So add a little bit of uh, your dried bread in there. We're going to take a spoon. We're going to turn this around. And we're going to wait for this bread to absorb, to absorb some of this liquid. I mean, just as the point it starts to absorb it, it looks nice, right? And we're just going to lower this down a little bit. We don't, we don't need a lot of heat at this point. The heat was only really just to brown our onions and garlic. All right. Salt, pepper. Pepper. Now we got to be real careful because what we're going to add in here now, we really don't need much of, uh, of any heat. Now, at this point of the game, you're going to stop and just let give your, your, your bread quality time to absorb the liquid because you may have put too much or maybe not enough. And how will we know that? in a couple of minutes. You know, you want this, you want this stuffing to be somewhat of a, uh, uh, you're able to mold this into, into some sort of a bowl. So we're going to take a little bit more. 
just put a little bit more in there like that. And we're going to take a little bit of our cheese, which is going to help bind it, give it flavor. Here I'm using a uh, Swiss cheese, which will go really good with shrimp. And as, you, and as you'll start to see, off the fire, of course, because uh, what will happen is uh, if you put it down to the fire, anytime you add cheese, it just sort of melts right down, sticks to the bottom of the pan and burns. That's why you don't want to add cheese to the very end. Uh, and even you can continue to do what I'm doing now. The bread is so hot. And you see how we're almost getting what we want here? But it's still a little runny. So we're going to add a little bit more breadcrumb. And we're just going to let it sit for a minute off the fire because now we want it to cool. If it cools, it'll mold. Okay? Now, we're going to go take away some of the stuff here because we don't need everything. We're going to save most of this for this incredible little uh, combination to our, uh, our shrimp later. Now, we got these shrimps, right? 21, 26, tail on. Just going to cut it down. They've been deveined already. If you fold them, it's called a butterfly. The tail sits on top. And this is how we create uh, stuffed shrimp. This is how I like to create stuffed shrimp. That way, when you take it, when it's done, you lift it up like that. Of course, this will be cooked and will dangle down. You have the shrimp ball, and it's one shot. Done. All right? Now, I'm going to take a little bit of oil. The key to this dish is definitely oiling the bottom because you don't want the shrimps to stick. But if you use a good quality nonstick pot here, you're good to go. Now, you're going to make the shrimp move some of this stuff down so you can see. What you're going to do is take a little bit of this stuffing. And you see what I was talking about? Now it's kind of stuffed, st sticking nicely. It kind of holds structure. You're going to put the tail over, and you're going to put the shrimp down like that. That's how we're going to start this. And I'll do a few of these. I'm in no rush. Make sure you butterfly the shrimp. Lay it down. That's exactly This is a nice one because the tail's intact. Take some of your stuffing, put it over the top. Now, if you say, oh, my God, how am I going to lift it? You could just put your knife underneath it and place it down and do the rest of them. Now, the, the, the key to this is really a good sauce. I mean, you could, you could let it cook in its own sauce. I mean, the, the shrimps are not really going to produce that much of a, of a sauce. Um, if you added a little butter, a little shrimp, made it sort of like a, that's too small, like a little scampi or something like that. Uh, you could do that, but we got this incredible sauce that I'm going to show you how to make. Um, it not only tastes good, it looks good. It looks like seaweed, and you, you put some tomatoes, some colorful tomatoes in there. Uh, it's really good stuff. I'm not going crazy with these folks. I'm only going to make two more. I'm going to find two big ones. That's a nice one right there. And then we're going to throw them in the oven. They cook quick, you know, 375 degrees, 15 minutes. And you're good to go. Save this stuffing for a lot of other things you could do. You could put the stuffing in a turkey, like turkey breast. Okay, one more. Again, butterfly. Oh, almost got the finger. Almost got the finger. You've been doing this for 30, 40 years like me. It doesn't matter. You still slice your finger off. Got to be careful. Okay. So we put, put our shrimp there. Next, what we're going to do is 
very gently a little salt and pepper over the top. Nothing too crazy because we have another sauce. And we want to position these in a way where when they come out, they're sort of not going to go anywhere. So we're going to put the tails in, tails out, well, to the center. Just like that, okay? Now what you could do is you could take a little bit of lemon juice. What have I always said about lemons? You don't need to squeeze the pits out. You can leave them down like this. We're going to put it right in the oven. Okay, now, we got our pot here. This is, uh, this is a fun recipe. Uh, developed this years ago when doing a filet of sole in the restaurant. I never felt like a flat filet of sole had enough body texture to it. What we're going to do is get started on this dish. What you're going to need is some spinach, um, which I've actually cooked fresh. So you take your fresh spinach. You can blanch it. I don't blanch it. As a matter of fact, I'm almost sorry that I did this before because I really want to show you how I cook down spinach. I take a hot pan with nothing in it, and I just put the spinach there on a very low heat, and I let the spinach wilter, come down all the way, and you get this. This way, there's no liquid. You know, if like you throw a ton of oil in there, it gets like a sappery mess. Uh, you know, if you throw some water in there, you blanch it, you never get the water out. And I know, too, when I go to a restaurant, too, if I got blanched spinach in water, because it, it just comes, it doesn't come out right. Like, you know, let it wilter on your own. Same thing with mushrooms. Sliced mushrooms, fresh mushrooms, I put them in a pan, a hot pan, and I let them come down to texture itself. Then I add the oil after all the water's out. What you're going to do is you keep the, the water in when you, when you put the oil and you saute. It's not, it doesn't release the flavors. All right, so anyway, even though there's no rules, there are some techniques that I like to follow. Pan, hot oil, or any oil, olive oil. All right, the pan is telling me that it's very hot. I'm going to wait a couple of seconds. Uh, then I'm going to put this butter in. After I put the butter in, I'm going to put regular onions, shallots, garlic, and a little love. I'll taste this. Okay, put our butter. We're going to put these onions in there. And we're going to put these shallots, fresh garlic, Move this around a little bit. And this combination right here alone, the smell and the aroma that comes off to the nose is just incredible. It really is. Okay, so now we have our thingamajiggies cooking down there. Return it back to the fire. Now, uh, a little salt and pepper in the beginning. Keep it honest. Okay. Now we start to think about what we're going to put in here. Nuts go first. You got to be careful. Like any nuts, they will burn. But I do like to get that toasty flavor first. You know, those nuts release the flavor, release those oils, those nut oils into the dish. Come out nicely. All right, now we got our parsley. That's going to go in too. I like the flavor of parsley. All right, now we got our heirloom tomato, our yellow heirloom tomato as well. Oh, nice. Look at that. What are we doing here? What are we doing? Cooking. All right, now you notice this is getting nice and brown. Walk over to our oven. They look done. We're going to take them out. Nice. Very nice. 
We're going to leave them right there. Not going to do anything. We're just going to leave them there. Okay? Back to this dish. They're brown. They're looking good. We're going to take some spinach. Spinach around like that. Nice, colorful flavor. Now we got these tomatoes. We're going to take the tomatoes, we're going to quarter them, and then we're going to squash them. Important to do that. I don't need a lot of red. Yellow, same thing. Wash the hands really quick. Okay. Now, messy, yes, but it's going to taste fabulous. Take our combination as before. Turn the heat up. We're going to let this stew down nicely. And we're not going to drown this mess. We're not going to, like, drown it in it. We're just going to take it and put it in the casserole as well. We're going to remove the leaven, lemon. I love it. Pits are still intact. Got flavor. Make sure our shrimps get moved around nicely. And what we're going to do is just take a dollop of this. I'm going to actually remove one of these shrimps. I'm not too crazy with the way this one looks. This will be my own. Uh, I'll leave that there. Okay, now this takes just but a second to cook down. As you can see, it's starting to come together again. And the, the trick about this dish here is you obviously want the tomatoes uh, wilted. It doesn't look like there's enough shine here, so I'm just going to take a little bit of oil. That's really going to bring the shine up to the next level. And I just got a couple of minutes. I'm going to help crush these tomatoes down even more. All right, now, what we're going to do with this Give it like literally 20 seconds, we're going to cook this down. You see what I'm talking about? Now the flavor is coming together. And look at these nuts, incredible nuts. And you're going to find a little bit of everything in here. Take a nice scoop. Make sure you get a lot of liquid. We're going to put it right on the center like that. Now you're going to go with a red, little red, same thing. Put a little bit here. So I'm complimenting the dish. I'm not soaking it like a mess. This is hot. Remember, we just took it out. Again, a little red here and a little yellow. I love this dish. This dish is incredible, especially with these nuts. Nice. And here you have it. There's our stuffed shrimp casserole. Uh, real easy, real quick. We made a, a real simple stuffing. We, cut, we put it together with a nice sauce, uh, which I think everything in here complements the stuffing that we made today. So thank you for watching this fun-filled episode of Taste This TV. I'm your host, Chef Joe Simonera. Remember, there are no rules in cooking. Taste this.